Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. The Michael Dukes Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite station and or FM translator. And, of course, live around the world on the Internet on the audio-only live stream at MichaelDukesShow.com and on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch and anything else, wherever else we can plug the cords in. That's where we're going to send the show each and every morning. Um, I was going to continue on my little rant about uh, schooling and things like that, but uh, lo and behold, my guest has showed up a little bit early, and who am I to look a gift horse in the mouth at this point? We're going to get things uh, squared away, and we're going to jump over. Mark Tufo uh, is uh, in the green room, so let's uh, get things set up and bring him on board. And uh, fingers crossed that uh, all the audio and everything else is working here. Uh, we're going to jump in and talk with him. Oh, see, there we go. Look at that. Mark Tufo joins us this morning. He is the author of uh, five, six different series of books, uh, dozens of uh, dozens of titles. Uh, one of my favorite authors uh, for many reasons. And he joins us this morning to discuss a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. And of course, in his time zone, he was told there would be beer. Um, I'm going to have to dig one up. There was virtual donuts in the green room, Mark. Did you miss that? There were virtual donuts. I didn't see those either. They look like someone took a bite out of every one of them. Well, I they had to be taste tested. I mean, you have to make sure that they're not poisoned. Did you? Did your father never do that to you? I mean, come on, just making sure that that's not poisoned. There, you know what I mean. Um, so welcome to the program, my friend, and I really appreciate you uh, coming on board and joining us. Um, I have, like I said earlier, just a little bit of uh, of take a little bit of setup here, but I discovered your books probably twenty. Oh, must have been 2015, 2016, something like that. Um, and I think at that time you had only uh, published, I think, maybe three or four of the Fallout, zombie Fallout novels. Mark has a variety. He's got a writing style that kind of covers a bunch of different genres. So you got some fantasy. You've got some uh, post-apocalyptic stuff. You've got some science fiction, alien invasion. You've got kind of a mishmash of all. You've got alternate universes. And it's all different kinds of stuff. Um, and what I really loved about this was just kind of the tone of the whole book and the and the character development and everything else. So first and foremost, Mark, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, where you came from, uh, you know, originally and uh, I mean, you know, how how you got kind of started in this whole thing. Uh, originally, well, first off, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Uh, originally from Boston, if you couldn't tell the, <laughs> the, the sarcasm, uh, the sarcasm will teach us it here in just a minute. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, how I got started. So, um, God, you know, I, I grew up blue collar, worked in the blue collar field most of my life. Um, then went back to school, got one of those cushy, uh, white college. 
Well, we just lost the internet there, either on my end or on his end, one one end to the other. We just lost Mark. He's in. Uh, you were in a half blink there, Mark. You said you then you were headed off to college. I'm sorry there. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Um, sorry, I'm. You'll see boxes in my office. I'm in the middle of cleaning, but uh, I'm loving it. Don't hey, don't bother me. I'm I'm loving it. Don't worry about it. Okay, and uh, so I got one of me one of those cushy white collar jobs. Went back to school, and then found out that. You get laid off a lot in those cushy white collar jobs, and um, during one of those times, I uh, God, I'm all whitewashed, honey. Any, <laughs> I tend to ramble if you haven't you, noticed. No, you're fine. You're but, fine. And then um, I I got laid off, and I couldn't sleep. I had severe bout of bout of insomnia, and I was reading a ton. And I uh, just finished a zombie novel, as a matter of fact, and I came downstairs after reading it and my wife was getting ready to go to work and uh i was like oh, i just read this good book and i was just kidding because i never considered myself a writer and i was like I, but i think i could do better and she literally I, she probably was half asleep but she's like so then why don't you so i was like oh well i guess i could challenge so then accepted that was, challenge that, accepted. that was the birth of zombie fallout one yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, because I know that that may not be some people's cup of tea, uh, you know, z- zombie books, apocalypse books, you know, whatever post, you know, sign. And that's fine. Uh, you know, for me, uh, sometimes, you know, it, I get that feeling of I just want to I want to do a little escaping, you know, and that's it. it it's not like Mark is writing, uh, you know, the next Wuthering Heights, uh, but they are good stories, character driven, fantastic dialogue. And, uh, and that's what I love about it. Now, you were again. You were working in uh, of all things uh, HR, which I can't. After reading, well, I didn't find that out for after it was a while before I found that out about you. I'd been reading the books, and you know, uh, here's Mark Tufo, former Marine, you know, doing this thing, and you know, rough and tumble, and and all this stuff, and and of course, your books contained some adult language and some other things, and I'm like, oh, this guy is in HR. I mean, with the sarcasm, I mean, he's injected with the sarcasm, you know, uh, affliction from from Boston, and he's in HR. I mean, that was an amazing thing. I mean, how. I couldn't even survive as a cubicle, you know, whack-a-mole cubicle gopher out there. Uh, yeah, HR was the worst placement ever, probably. You know, um, boy, it, it's hard. You, you, it, it wasn't a direct transition, Marine Corps to HR. But, you know, in the Marine Corps, there is no PC. There's no filter. You can say and do pretty much whatever you so desire. And then you get to HR, and it's so vanilla. I mean, you're like, Hello, Rebecca. How is your day? You know, I mean, you, you yeah. don't want to do anything more than that, you know? Yeah, it's not like it's it's good to see you. Why is it good to see me? Oh, I'm sorry. I like your hair. Why do you like my hair? Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, yeah. just, you know, I could just imagine having to rein yourself in eight hours a day and not be yourself uh, because I see a lot of that. We're going to talk about this in a minute, but I see a lot of uh, – of yourself and your family and your your friends and everybody else coming through in these books. And I just can't imagine, well, your main character, Michael Talbot, I can't, which is Mark Tufo, Michael Talbot. I don't know. Maybe there's a crossover there. But I can't, I just can't imagine him reining himself in for eight hours a day trying to play the PC game. What a, what a, uh, what a mess. Yeah, I, I cannot tell you how happy I am. I am not in Cube City anymore. Uh, no, nobody wants to be my Cube neighbor, you know? It, 
I, I can see that. Nobody wants to be my cube neighbor either. Trust me. They don't even want to be. They gave me my own office at one point and said, just stay in there. Okay, fine. Good. Y'all leave me alone. I'm going to do my own thing. Keep the door uh, shut, please. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now you were in college when you first do it, started doing some writing. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I watched a podcast that you were on uh, recently. Um, because, and I got a lot of this backstory that I didn't know that I had never, you know, and I always find it fascinating when I interview people, uh, especially creatives, you know, writers and, um, you know, actors, voice actors, that kind of stuff. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a, I do the radio obviously, but I'm also a voice actor. So there's a creative thing in there for me. And I, and I love that. And I love to see where people came from and what made them kind of overcome, uh, you know, everything and how they got to where they were at. Uh, but initially, you know, again, being in this blue collar thing you weren't planning on being a writer, right? This was just kind of an, uh, this is just kind of an offshoot. And we got about 60 seconds here before we hit the break. So you know, give me, just give us a tease and we'll take this up on the other side. Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, it was an exercise in insomnia, trying to get some sleep, um, get some of the frustration and, you know, fear probably from being unemployed and getting that out, you know, so I kind of tapped into those, juices who knew it was actually ever going to uh catch on certainly not me yeah exactly uh it's one of those things where you're like wait is it did you really like it you you liked it that's surprising i did it for me more than anything else right uh we're going to walk through all that part we're going to walk through the beginning we're going to walk through characters we're going to walk through audio we're going to talk about all that stuff mark tufo is our guest I'm a little giddy. You'll have to pardon me if I fanboy a little bit here. Like I said, Mark is one of my favorite authors. So we're going to be back with more. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense. Liberty-based. Free-thinking radio. Back with more. And Mark Tufo after this. All right. We're at the top of the hour now. So they got news and everything else. And then we're going to rejoin for hour two and get ready to do it. So, Mark, I didn't really explain it to you, but I simulcast the entire show on the internet and so we have commercial breaks and top of the hour breaks and everything else and then they pick it up on the radio so right now we're in the top of the hour break for the radio stations across the state and uh we're doing that stuff i just want to say thank you uh for for coming on board you know when i sent i've sent out emails to a couple other authors that i really like and you'd never get anything back you know it's like you know i know they're busy and they got a lot of stuff and i'm just this little podunk radio show in alaska that you know nobody gives two craps about uh and so when i sent that uh, message to you i was like well it'll be interesting to see and boom i mean the next day i got i had the response and i really appreciate you uh reaching back out uh because it uh you know it's gratifying to to see somebody like you who've done who's done what you've done and uh and pull forward now i need to talk to you about your wall your wall of i mean that is like my kids and myself i mean i'm a nerd i'm a big nerd uh, would just love all that. I mean, I see you get your full size R2D2, and then you got another one, and I see several more. And uh, I mean, just tell us about what you got there behind you. What 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 are all the what's all the stuff? Your most prized uh, possession. Uh, so that's some Legos right there. There's a uh, some NFL stuff, whole bunch of Star Wars stuff right there. Uh, I don't think you, oh you can't see Frankenstein. He's cool. Right up there i see the hands yeah i see all the, the way all the way up those are my books um and then the ones with the alternate uh covers and stuff like that yeah uh, the street signs where i grew up right there oh great oh that's... i'm a giant fan so 
And you're a Giants fan. Yeah. That place, you know, that it's interesting because I have, it's funny. I have zero interest in sports. Uh, it's just, it's, I, mean, I was born and raised in the middle of Alaska. You know, we didn't really have, you know, we don't have a teams. We don't have all that kind of stuff. And sports was, I played a little hockey in college, but you know, other than that, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not really a sports guy. And, uh, it's funny that you, uh, that there was this constant thing in your, in your, uh, uh, especially in the early days of the books or the early days of your characters where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan and you wore a Yankees hat? I mean, that's like death. That's like, you know, the Crips and the Bloods. You just walked into the wrong territory kind of thing. It's amazing. How, how big a thing, how big a, a, a impact did sports have on your life growing up? I mean, with your dad and your your family and everything else, is that a huge thing that kind of pulls it all together? Um, my mom was actually a huge Red Sox fan, and I was uh, very happy she actually got to see them win a World Series uh, before she passed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up in Boston, eight, you know, and that was the the lean years, you know, and uh, live, breathe, eat, bleed uh, Red Sox. Yeah, and and to see a Yankees hat, especially in Boston, that those were fighting words, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing how people get, you know, it's like the Ford Chevy debate. Everybody gets into a fist fight over the Ford Chevy debate. And I'm just like, I again, it's not something that I can necessarily rationally understand, but I love to see that kind of continuity in everything that you talk about. And of course, you know, you have a love of Boston, but now, surprisingly, you live in Maine uh, instead of Boston. And I know Maine features prominently into some of your other books. Is that something that happened when you were younger or as a as an adult? Well, I um you know, I was in the core, so I was out in Hawaii for a few years. I know, brutal, brutal. Some, that's a, some, that's, somebody had to do it. That's a tough duty somebody station. Had. I got to tell you, oorah, that's a tough duty station right there, baby. So then, uh, you know, moved back to Colorado. I uh, love Colorado, lived there for a long time. And then, you know, one day I, I just kind of uh, looked at my wife and I was like, you know, I have been away from the East Coast longer than I lived there. And that was a realization that hit, you know, I, I you know, I saw my family from time to time, but not much. And I was like, you know, I folks are getting older. I, I kind of like to spend some time. So by that time, my dad had bought a cabin up in Maine um, with some land. And so we decided to move up here. That was what? Holy crap. That was 10, 12. Oh, my gosh. 12 years ago. <laughs> that was a big change. And again, coming from Colorado, even it's uh, I mean, that's a you know, that's got to be a, a huge change uh, as well. Coming from Colorado back, although you'd been to the East Coast before uh, and lived there, obviously born and raised there. But uh, it, it obviously has to be a big jump. Um, and sometimes we make those choices. You know, I arbitrarily decided to move from the interior of Alaska down towards the coast, um, which is a 400 mile journey, right? I mean, it's a, for, the state's huge, right? You know, so I yeah. moved from one yeah. city to another and it's a 400 mile trip. Um, but it was also the best thing I ever did, uh, you know, as far as for my life, for my career, for everything else. And so it's good that we make those choices uh, as we, as we go on. And your wife, Tracy, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but she is a, just an integral part of everything you do. Yeah. I mean, if, if not for her, uh, I, obviously I would have never started writing, uh, would never got published. I just, she, she's the whole business side of the, um, the equation. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I, I've got, go, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I've got some author friends that they do everything. They do the writing, all the business aspect of it. And I was like, there's, there's no way 
I could do it. I just wouldn't have enough time in the day and I wouldn't do it right. You know? Well, that's true. I mean, there's a lot that goes into, you know, marketing, Facebook marketing, connections, networking, publishing, getting the, you know, getting the, uh, the editors and the copy, you know, proofers and all that other kind of stuff. There's a lot of work outside of the actual writing for sure. And uh, it's good to see that you could focus on what's important from from my perspective and that is the creative i want you to keep creating just keep going my friend just keep going all right mark mark tufo is our guest uh he's an author you can find him at marktufo.com he's also on facebook which i'll post here in a few minutes as well but we're about to rejoin the radio so let's get back to it here we go hour two is right now the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio here we go in its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michaeldukeshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast welcome to the party pal The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeshow.com, where you'll find links to everything, including the audio-only live stream, links to the podcast, which you can find on Spotify and other places, and, of course, uh, simulcast ports on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also broadcasting live across the... uh, Across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Yes, I refreshed my window during the uh, start of the show there, and Mark all of a sudden became the host for a minute. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Mark Tufo is our guest uh, for Hour 2 of the program. Uh, as I've been talking about all week, this is something that I've really looked forward to. Mark is the author of a series of books uh, well, multiple series of books uh, crossing uh, crossing several different genres, uh, including science fiction, uh, you know, uh, uh, post, uh, you know, dystopian, post-apocalyptic uh, fantasy, alternate worlds and realities and everything else. Uh, Mark Tufo joins us this morning to continue our discussion as we uh, as we were talking about uh, earlier. Mark, welcome back to the program. Well, thank you. Um, so let's get started and, and let's talk about, okay, that first part. Now you were in college and you were tasked. So, and I guess it comes in two parts. You were saying you read a book and you were like, this is a good book, but I think I could do better. And your wife's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up or shut up. And, uh, and you're like, okay, I will. And you started it and it was zombie fallout, but back let's, let's reel it back into the Wayback machine. You actually wrote a book in college 
through a creative writing class where they wanted you to journal or do whatever. And you ended up writing this book. Um, and, uh, and then it ended up in a box somewhere and you found it, uh, you found it, tell the story, tell the story. Cause I found this to be very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. So I won't recap, but yeah, that was the whole thing. Had the creative writing class, had to write a story or uh, actually journal. You could write about your day or write a story. I decided to write a story. Um, got about, I guess maybe about two thirds through, and then it was into the class. <laughs> so semester's over. I'm not doing the assignment anymore. Um, luckily, I, I shoved it in a notebook, um, and then it ended up in a box that it sat in for years. I mean, talking life events happened. Uh, did the core, got married, had kids, and then one day I'm, I'm out in the garage, had to do some work on a car, and I was I there was some stupid tool I needed, and I I was convinced it was in that box that was nine feet up in the wall in the garage and I pulled the box down and I'm like, what the heck is this? You know? So I sat down on the steps, I started reading it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this. And then I kept reading, I kept reading and got to the end of what I had written. And I was like, well, what happens next? I I hadn't finished. So how does it end? Wait, wait, don't leave me hanging. What, how does it end? I know. Read us, interrupt us. So I, um, I decided to uh, finish writing it. That was the first Indian Hill. So, God, that sat for I don't know, 20 years before I finished it. And that was the first book. And then you that you actually tried to get that book published, right? You you tried to get that book published. Tell us about that. Tell us about that painful experience. <laughs> that uh, For anybody that's considering writing, you better get a thick skin. We, um, we, we went, Tracy and myself went and got books on um, agents and publishers, and we sent query letters and manuscripts. I, I don't even know how many. Every address we could find, they ended up with a copy of that book or a piece of it. And I got, from, from the ones that actually responded, I got stacks of rejections. And it, it's, um, it's a little brutal. But um, that was, you know... Self-publishing was just kind of starting up when I finished Indian Hill. And Tracy's like, well, nobody's going to um, pick it up. Let's just self-publish. I didn't even know what the heck that meant, to be honest with you. So we we put it up, no professional editing, a crappy stock cover image, and it did how you would expect. <laughs> Great, <laughs> right? It was like one, two copies. You're like, yay, somebody bought it. Um but that was that, you know, you didn't let that get you down. Uh, and what I found what was interesting, my experience into your world was probably the similar to many people is that I didn't even know about Indian Hill till much later. I actually started reading your books uh, when you did the zombie fallout series. And uh, and that's and quite honestly, I had never read. I'd watched, of course, Walking Dead and all these other shows and things like that. But I had never read an actual zombie apocalypse book. Uh, and I stumbled across it and I was like, wow, this is fantastic because this is, you know, it was the characters, Mark. I think that's what it was. It wasn't just the standard rote, you know, post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, dystopian. This guy is an ex-CIA agent Rambo who has every karate move known to man and, you know, gets the beautiful girl and can save everybody and bring civilization back together and everything else. 
your main character, Michael Talbot, is kind of like just an everyman. And he he's a self-admitted screw up. Right. I mean, he's like, yeah, I did drugs in college. I was like this. I, you know, I was working on a road crew. Uh, yeah, I was a former Marine. But, I, you know, and it was but it was just it was real. Right. The whole thing was just so real. Um, and you're plucking these characters out. Here's here's one thing about Mark's books that I should should preface all this about is that I think almost every one of the books, um, basically, uh, they're all centered around Michael Talbot, his wife, the people that he knows. And so what you're looking at is really it's a multi. We should call it the Tufo verse because it's essentially all these different alternate realities where. You know, you see the same characters go through similar events in different ways. And I just find that fascinating to see a character that you can know and love, you can get to know, and then see that same character go through different versions of events, um, whether that's an alien invasion or a zombie apocalypse or getting pulled into an alternate universe or fighting werewolves or whatever it is. Um, what made you do that? Why not create new characters for each one? Why? I mean, what's the reason? Well, like a lot of the major events of my life, it was an accident. Um, what happened was, so I written Indian Hill, like we said, way back in college, uh, created the character Michael Talbot. And then, um, then we go back to fast forward to the insomnia and deciding to write zombie fallout. I was like, well, I know this Mike Talbot, dude, I'm just going to write about Mike Talbot. And again, uh, Michael, I had no thoughts that these books would ever sell. I mean, they were more an exercise for myself and to get out of my head. And uh, all of a sudden they started catching on. And yeah, like you said, zombie fallout was kind of the gateway book and, and people we're eating those up eventually, uh, maybe pun intended. And then they started to find Indian Hill and they're like, wait, I don't, I don't understand. Does, how does the future Mike Talbot not know Mike Talbot from the alien invasion? And I was like, uh Oh, I've got this character that's in two worlds. So I had to create a divergent point, uh, which is a car accident, which is a pretty pivotal scene in a few of the books and that kind of explained how this path was an alien invasion. This path was a zombie apocalypse. And this path was, you know, Mike in Alaska fighting Yetis. So, right. No, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, cause I don't know, I don't know if I've really seen an author who's done that, taking the same character and plonk them into different basically worlds as it went through. Um, and you see a bit of that, and I think you're doing a little retconning there later on in some of the uh, in the, some of the zombie fallout books, where you show kind of some of that crossover between worlds, where he can see some of the. All of a sudden, he realizes that he's been fighting not just in the world that he's in against the undead, but that he's fighting on multiple planes, right? He's fighting aliens in one and he's fighting, you know, foreign invaders in another and he's fighting, you know, yet he's, you know, I mean, all these different things. And that, I just thought that that was just fat. And when you fall in love with a character, you want more. That That's for me anyway, as a book reader. And I'm a voracious reader. And when I find a character, I want more of that character. And this is just the perfect way to, I mean, hell, you could plonk him down, you know, in, uh, you know, some, you know, Robert Jordan fantasy type world and be like, 
oh yeah, this is Michael Talbot, you know, doing the thing, uh, you know, some kind of lit RPG thing or something. I mean, it would be, it would be amazing to, uh, to do that kind of stuff. And you also bring all your other characters. Now, uh, for those of you who haven't read the books, and it may be a lot of you, um, he also includes, incorporates, obviously your wife, Tracy is a character in the book. I'm assuming your wife has red hair. Is that, is that the case? Yes. Okay. So Mark is writing about a lot of them, but you also incorporate dogs. And I have a dog at my feet right now. You can't see him, but I know that you have uh, Chloe uh, and um, um, I've forgotten. The Holly. Other. Yeah. Holly and Chloe are there. You have Henry, who's a main character of the book, a bulldog. You have all these different dogs. And in fact, you've written actually a series from the dog's perspective, right? The life of Riley. Uh, and you slip a few of those into some of the different books where there's a there's a chapter or a segment or two from the dog's perspective, which I also found hysterical. I mean, y- you incorporate your whole life into these books, don't you? Uh, you write what you know. Yeah, you exactly. Um, and uh, you have a love of bulldogs. You you tell the story that. Uh, um, of course, bulldogs are the, you know, mascot of the core. Uh, and, uh, but your dad wanted one, never got one. You ended up getting one and you're like a full bulldog guy from now on. Right. Yeah. We actually, um, my, my wife's uncle, uh, he was a top in the Marine coach, pretty high up, um, non-com. And, uh, he called out of the blue one day and he said, you know, this lady just brought this dog down to the, um, recruit recruiting station and um they can't keep him and i was like i'm on my way you know we hadn't even seen this dog i'd never met him never heard of him before and we i drove down to meet him and uh, we got this beautiful big old white english bulldog george fantastic fantastic beast and uh god just fell in love with the um just fell in love with the breed right from there and and now your your recent Holly and Chloe um Holly is deaf right Chloe's deaf Chloe's deaf Chloe's deaf and that yep. and you write it but you even write about that in the book uh the the perspective of those two dogs and one being deaf and one not it's it's just it's so it's so interesting and uh and so much fun um now I I'll be honest with you I have actually never read a written word that you've written right uh because I discovered about 15 years ago um, that I, I'm a speed reader and I realized that when I read things for pleasure, for my work, that's great, you know, news stories and everything else to get the gist. But when I'm reading for pleasure, I discovered that I was missing whole chunks of kind of some of these intimate details. And so about 10, 15 years ago, I decided I went to almost all audiobooks. And so that was how I was exposed to your audiobook or to your books was through audio. Um, and, uh, you didn't think anything about that. You actually got into audiobooks almost by accident, right? Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> just fell into it. So tell us that story. Uh, so actually, publishing actually, company, Mark, uh, I apologize. I lo- I'm losing track of the time. I'm having too much fun. I lost track of the time. So let me, uh, let me take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about audiobooks and what impact that had on your world. And, uh, we'll get back to that here in just a moment. Mark Tufo, our guest. You can find him at marktufo.com. He's written uh, United States of Apocalypse, um, the uh, Indian Hill series, Life of Riley, the Clown series, which I have not read because I hate clowns. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna continue to talk more about this in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. 
running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, we're in the break right now. Mark Tufo is our guest. Uh, I hope I'm not jumping around too much here for you, Mark. I'm just I'm loving the loving the discussion on this. Um, I you know I got to be honest with you, and I know that it wasn't necessarily your choice. We're going to talk about that here in a second, but I love Sean Renette um, as a as a voice actor. I've narrated several audiobooks, and there are certain people that I kind of look up to as. People who nail it, you know, Mike Kramer uh, is another one. Mike Kramer from the Wheel of Time, um, uh, Sean Renette, Scott Brick. Some of these guys just nail it. But Sean Renette has just he has become Michael Talbot. Right. I mean, in most people's minds, he is the voice. I mean, there is just nobody else that could play that character. I've I've met Sean Renette uh, three or four times now. He he personifies my I could not have picked a better person to be Michael Talbot because he is Michael Talbot. He has no filter. He will say whatever he feels. He will do whatever he wants. He is hilarious. Yeah, no, and he and he just and I love the separation in his voice and how you can tell. I mean, he's playing BT, this three hundred pound, six foot five black guy that's broader than me, you know, kind of thing. I mean, this guy, and and yet you can tell each and he, the separation of each character and the alien characters and some of the other ones and the, uh, I mean. He really brings those stories to life. And with an audiobook, you need that, right? I mean, uh, no offense to you, but if you tried to read your own audiobook, which some authors have tried to do, by the way, and totally destroyed their series by doing it. I'm looking at you, Harlan Coben. Um, but, you know, you, you know you've got to have somebody that can just bring that story to life. Yeah, no, nobody wants to hear a Boston accent drone on for 10 hours, man. Nobody. Right. Right. It's uh, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, you're currently what are see zombie fallouts up to what? 19 now. Uh, t- uh, you got 20. 21 just dropped. 21 uh, just dropped. Apparently, I haven't yeah. listened to the whole series yet because I think I left off at 20. So I've got to I've got to go back. But I will say I had put off listening to Indian Hills um, for the longest time. And I actually just listened to the entire series last month. And um, I was eating it up. I, I will. I will say that in some ways, I like it better than Fallout. Um, I really, really enjoyed that whole thing. I, I get that a lot. Like, I, it, it's hard for me when I read at least the first two thirds of that first one. It, it, oh, it, you know, it's just a little cringy because I feel like I, I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I feel like by the Third or fourth book in that series, man, I was hitting my stride and I was running well. Uh, and I had a blast writing that series. It It is. Uh, it's really good. I uh, I would put it up there uh, again, kind of that same. And, and we'll talk about this, but kind of the the attitude, the 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 irreverence, the snarkiness, the, again, that Bostonian kind of uh, sarcasm bug coming through at every at every level. Um, 
I, there are so many laugh out loud moments in in your books where I mean I literally I'll be have my earbuds in or something and my wife will go what are you laughing at I mean like oh, <laughs> Michael Talbot you know and uh, and she actually she's not she's not a fan of the genre but she actually listened to the first book with me uh, going through I don't know, we were driving somewhere to some long trip or something and she was like that was really good um, which is high praise from her she's a she's very very set in her taste and as a former book reviewer she's like you know that's that, I like that. That was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of good. You know, again, it, we're not trying to make Citizen Kane here. We're trying to make entertainment, right? We're trying to make something that is a escapism and, and does a good job. And you've yeah, been, it's not high art. Yeah, no, but it's great though. I mean, you know, it's it's just it's fantastic. Um, uh, and I, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm a simple man. I like you know, Louis L'Amour, Dick Francis. You know, some of these guys who are like, well, they're also formulaic. I'm like, yeah. It's a formula that I enjoy. It's a, you know, here's the thing. If it works, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing, you know. Um, sure. So we're going to get into that. All right. So we're going to talk about audio here. We're about to return. Folks, uh, like and share the show. Like and follow the show page from wherever you're at. You can share it with other folks. Tell folks about Mark. Uh, go out and visit his website. Uh, go out to Audible and pick up a book or two. Um, I actually recommend now, I recommend starting with Indian Hill. I really think that that is a fun, fun book. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of his, um, uh, some of his team ups with some other authors as well. We're going to continue this in just a moment. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based free thinking radio. The Michael Duke show, not your daddy. Wait, sorry, not your daddy. Ooh, not your daddy's talk radio. Huh. Whew, I was scared for a second. Thought we were going down. Here's Michael Dukes and the show. That's right. Not your daddy's talk radio. Although my daddy is in the chat room. I did see him earlier. Hey, dad. How you doing? Dukes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark Tufo is our guest. And uh, you'll just have to forgive me. I'm fanboying a little bit today. Just enjoying a little conversation uh, with uh, with one of my favorite authors, uh, his series of books, whether it's the Indian Hill books uh, or the Whistler series or uh, the uh, uh, Life of Riley, uh, Fallout, Zombie Fallout, Lycan Fallout, United States of Apocalypse. I mean, just at one point I heard you say you were working on something like five or six different series. You were writing books for those series all at the same time. Is that is that the truth? Yeah, I was doing an interview. Uh like this and they asked what i was working on at the time and and i started thinking it was the first time i'd actually sat and thought about it now it it kind of froze in my head I, I got terrified realizing i had five active series going so i actually started to wrap some of them up you know because <laughs> i I mean, th th I was like, this is insane. You, I can't be doing this. You kind of scared yourself, right? I mean, at that point, it, yeah. Kind of scared. A little self-realization right then. Now, uh, I know at the beginning you were you had no thoughts on your mind about um, the audiobook space, that you were a print guy, you were doing your self-publishing, e-books, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but then you kind of stumbled into audiobooks. And tell us that story and how how it's affected you now. Um, so I, did I get an email or a call? I think it was an email, but, uh, Tantor, which is a, uh, audio publishing house reached out and they were like, Hey, we'd like to buy the rights to uh zombie fallout uh, for audio purposes. And I'm like, really, you want to offer me money for audiobooks to do? 
because I, I remember my mom sitting at the kitchen table with books on tape and with a crappy little tape machine, you know, it sounded like somebody was talking in a tin can kind of crap. And I, um, I was like, you know, they gave me a pittance, <laughs> you know, uh, but I was like, this is free money. Sure. Take them. I don't care. Right. And then a, f- a few weeks later, they're like, uh, we found a narrator. We think you'll like him. His name's Sean Runette. And again, I was like, I don't care. I, yay. Yay. Sean Runette. Um, you know, who knew? And then, um, I don't know what magic Tantor pulled, but all of a sudden those books were like, before audiobooks, uh, if I sold a hundred books, I don't even know if I sold hundred, but it was probably 98 eBooks and two physical copies. And then once um, audiobooks caught on, man, it's, it's right now it's probably 90 audiobooks, nine eBooks and one hardcover. I mean, it just changed the whole trajectory of my career. Right. Yeah. And as I was saying during the break, I was talking about Sean Runette, who is one of my favorite narrators. I've uh, tried to listen to almost everything that he's narrated because he is he's an he's an amazing performer. Uh, But he has, I think, in many people's minds, essentially just become the character of Michael Talbot uh, across all of these different books and all of these different genres. He is he I mean, that was serendipitous. I mean, you, you said I think you said in one interview you didn't even actually listen to the sample that they sent you when they said, we got this guy, Sean Renette, you should listen to this. It's And you were like, that's great. Go ahead. Did you even listen to the sample? No, I just, honestly, I was like, nobody listens to audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Boy, you, you won the lottery with that one, my friend. Uh, no lie. Yeah. No lie. And of course, that's been a huge thing these days. I mean, people are, um, I pre-ordered the last 19 and 20. I think I pre-ordered both of them on Audible before they came out. Um, I haven't gone back. I have to go back and get 21 right now uh, to to get the latest one for the zombie Fallout series. But uh, audiobooks have made such an impact on the market in so many ways. I mean, if you're talking to an aspiring author out there, shouldn't this be one of the things that they're going for, like right out of the gate? Uh, without doubt, I, one of my bu- good buddies, one of my writing buddies, uh, Sean Chesser, uh, has a series out there. And myself and John O'Brien, um, who co-authored A Shrouded World, we, we were talking with him. and He was super hesitant about doing audio. And we're like, Sean, if it doesn't work out, John and I will pay for the narrator. Just do it. Just do it. You know, and, and, and now he, same thing. He can't thank us enough for kind of pushing him into the audio world. Now, audiobooks have become such a big thing. Audiobooks, podcasts, the whole audio scene has become such a huge component of daily life these days um, that people are just, uh, you know, they're, they're eating it up. Again, I haven't picked up a print book um, in years, really. Um, and I have cases of books in store. I mean, again, I'm an avid reader. And when we moved down here, there was 47 cases of books that we moved down here. Probably 35 of them are still in my storage unit because I haven't looked at them in years. You know, it's just because that audiobook for me is so easy. You know, make it, I make a one hour drive uh, to, to go into town here. And so, you know, two hours on the road, that's an easy thing. Working around the house, tinkering, doing whatever. Uh, audiobooks have become such a thing. And that's why I think it's so important to make sure you have a great 
narrator. And I'm just so shocked that you, again, fell into the lottery on that and got that done. It's 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 pretty amazing. Now, you just mentioned John O'Brien, the Whistlers shouted. I, I called it Whistlers. It's a Shrouded World Series. Um, but uh, t- tell me about the team ups, because you teamed up with John for that one. Um, Arturo, I think is the, uh, United States of States of apocalypse. Was that the, uh, that was the, w- who's the author on that? Uh, Armand, Rosamilia. Armand, yeah. Rosamilia. Um, so you've done a few of these team ups, uh, team ups over the years. Uh, talk to me about that. What, I mean, how do you choose somebody to write with a writing partner? Um, the Whistler seems to be a little more comprehensive where the, uh, the Arturo one or the, uh, Amelia one, uh, is like you do one chapter, he does another chapter. It's a little more, you know, piecemeal. But what what is the you know what's the decision making process on working with other authors in that respect? Because I mean, I imagine that's uh, got as a creative. I imagine sometimes that's got to be kind of hard. Yeah, I I'm actually right now on an extended break from any further collaborations. They're they're just it's in theory it sounds easy. Oh, I only have to write half a book and we put a book out kind of thing. Um, but there's so much more involved because obviously, you know, you have to deal with another creative and we're pain in the asses, uh, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, John and I kind of hit the scene at the same time and we're in the same like Facebook groups. And I've talked to him a bunch. I was like, oh, this guy is pretty funny. And then we met out in uh, Portland, Oregon for a convention and God, we just laughed our asses off. I was like, hey, we should write a book together. And of course, this was in a drunken stupor. And then, um, so it actually, it took a while to finally come around and to decide we were going to write. And he actually flew out to Maine. And, you know, the bad thing about two authors together is we can do pretty good damage to a lot of booze. And uh, <laughs> our, our intention had been that weekend to sit down and write. Well, we sat down and attempted to write after a, very thorough night looking at <laughs> bottles and uh, it did not go well. Right. Um, so then we kept it up and then we decided, okay, let's, let's do this. You know, I'll write a part and then you kind of riff off of it and we'll go back and forth. And that was pretty much how the first book went. We got a little more structured as we went along, but yeah, that, that, that was the genesis of that book. Series. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting again to see, <clears throat> especially with the different, styles of writing it's definitely interesting to see those kind of things come together um i have not finished a shrouded world uh, i did finish the united states of apocalypse and i'm waiting to see if that's going to continue because uh, that was a, again a fascinating no it's not going to continue it's too bad because that was a fascinating idea and i really like that kind of red dawn aspect of the whole uh you know fighting back against an invading force but um, it's good. It's good that, uh, uh, you know, to see a different perspective on those things and uh, and everything else. Um, zombie Fallout, obviously the big one. You wrapped up Lycan Fallout, which is in the same universe, but kind of in a time stream difference. Um, are you going to continue? Because the word was is that maybe the children were going to be part of something. What uh, can you give me some teasers out there? Things you won't tell anybody else, just you, me and 5000 of our closest friends here. I have just two seconds. I got to go off screen because we got a little stupid Roomba. It's about to come in here. I just want to shut my office. <laughs> he's going to shut his. He's got to shut his Roomba off. You know because <clears throat> nobody, nobody needs. All that. right, I'm back. Nobody sorry, needs that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. Problem. Uh, so actually, um, like in Fallout Six, Resurgence just came out uh, a couple months ago, 
I see I'm behind the power curve on that. I've been I've been busy. I've been I was in the middle of Indian Hill a couple months ago, you know, getting everything. I, I won't hold it against you. Yeah, man. That's right. There's no quiz. Yeah. Getting everything. Uh, how would you describe your series to folks who, um, you know, who haven't listened to it, who don't know about it, who might be, you know, give me the elevator pitch. If you're you know talking to somebody about uh, the books, uh, you know, what would you say to them and where would you recommend they start? I guess if they want to, if they want to kind of glean into the the life of Michael Talbot. Oh God. Elevator pitches equate to like blurbs for me. I, I, I hate them. I hate them. I don't know <laughs> how anyone takes an entire book and shoves it into a paragraph and says, Hey, read this book because this is what happens well you um, got you got four minutes okay four and a half minutes so it doesn't have to be a blurb but you know give me the give me the rundown here all right um i'll start why i kind of wrote it uh yeah so we've all read the um the zombie books where you know the, like you said the guy is rambo he has machine guns mounted onto his giant ford f950 he has every weapon known a man. He knows every hand-to-hand combat. I was like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy those. I read a bunch of them. But I was like, I'm going to do it a little differently. So we got Mike Talbot, who's um, very family and friend-oriented. Uh, orientated. He just And he's trying to keep them safe during a zombie apocalypse. And, you know, he, he is the everyman. He, he's got his foibles, warts and all. Um, certainly not a perfect person but you know he does what he thinks is right <laughs> whether it's right or not and i would i would say that's a great synopsis of that character and, and that's what really because i've read a lot of the <clears throat> you know i mean jesus like reading mac bolin right all over again or something like that the guy is the perfect you know the perfect x you know whatever sas marine uh, cia spook sniper you know super warrior or whatever and those are great but, you know, this was so relatable. What I loved about uh, the, your characters is that they care that family was everything, right? Family was the core of the stories, as you said, is Mike keeping his family safe, no matter what the setting is, whether it was, you know, uh, a, a invasion of America or alien invasion or zombies or whatever. It was always about keeping the family and your friends and the friends that you created along the way um, safe and, and making it better for them. And you go about creating some of the best characters, um, uh, I think, uh, that I've seen in a long time, the depth of the characters and are all of them built out of people who are kind of an amalgam of people around you, or are they just kind of all out of your head? I mean, do you have a BT in your life? I mean, is it, you know, that's, you know, what kind of questions sure. do you have? I wish I had a BT. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Just hanging around, um, giving you stuff, giving you crap all day long. BT, get him, man. Guy's giving me crap. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, like folks like Trip, they're they're an amalgamation of people I have met throughout my life. Uh, so they're bits and pieces from folks that I have encountered, but uh, most of them would not be a direct one-on-one correlation. Do you do you have a do you have a method to your uh, to your character creation where you you look at them? Do you create a backstory? Is there a a stricture to your writing or a structure that you you line out, or is it is you just kind of are you just kind of pulling it right out of the heart? Oh God, I wish you know. There's people that like, geez, I'd love to see your uh, your wall where you have like where this connects to this and this connects to this and this person started from here, and I'm like, 
I'd love to see that too because it doesn't exist kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it's just more pulled from the ether. Mark Tufo is our guest. We're up against the final break. We're going to have one more segment with him where he and I are just going to, I mean, I'm going to let him have free reign here on whatever he wants to talk about, about his books, about his experiences and more. We're going to continue with him here in just a moment. The Michael Duke show, common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio. Don't forget tomorrow is firearms Friday. We're going to talk about guns, gun laws. Dr. John Lott is going to be joining us, author of the books, more guns, less crime. And uh, we should have some interesting commentary on the latest Supreme Court case that's going on right now. That's all coming up tomorrow. Meanwhile, we'll return with Mark Tufo in just a moment. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Mark Tufo is our guest uh, here on the uh, Michael Duke Show, uh, getting ready to uh, go on here. Have to get a book. Uh, have to have to get a book, Chris says, have to get a book zombie apocalypse for Christmas gifts. You, you should just go out there. I don't know, Mark, have you done any of the not anthologies, but what do they call them? Book bundles on. Um, <clears throat> On uh, Audible, where you bundle together some of the books to do as a single credit kind of thing. Have you have you guys ever done that? I do not have the ability to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, Audible, Audible owns the rights and they price them as they see fit. There's been several. That's been a good way to get in for me. I've got into several authors. J.S. Morin is one with his Galaxy Outlaws series. <laughs> well, that snuck up on me. With his Galaxy Outlaw series where they bundled. I don't know, eight, nine, ten books or something together uh, out of the series, and I was able to buy them with one credit. But you can find all of his books over on Audible. And uh, now, yeah, now with that in mind, I believe the first six of the Zombie Fallout series are free on Audible. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I mean, I think. Well, I mean, I'll just. How about I just since we're live and it's just you and me hanging out in the commercial break here. Let me just go over here and say Mark Tufo and see what it says uh, in the. in good old audible land right now, uh, as we go through. Um, and again, I have to catch up. Um, let's see. Zombie fallout book 21 add to cart. I just did. Okay. Buy with one credit. Just did. Thank you. Um, zombie fallout, uh, one. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. The first six actually. And the prequel zombie fallout zero, which is a little novel, a novella, it, they're all available on uh, Amazon right now for free. So let me post this link up. Let me, let me f- post this link up in the chat room. Um, so ooh, that's a big mess of text there. But all right. So people can check that out if you want to go check it out over on Audible right now. If you've got an Audible uh, thing, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Uh, I will tell you, Mark, though, that after reading all after listening to all this and again, I haven't finished the Shrouded World. Um, you also have done a fantasy series, which I have not even started on. You said two or three books now you started one. Is that correct? Uh, I have started a fantasy book. I haven't finished it. OK. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm doing a, a lot of reading on that. Um, but I would say I would, I really enjoyed, 
I, and I know it was your first one, and the first was Lore, but Indian Hill is a great entry into that. Um, and then, be, especially because there's a lot of callbacks in <clears throat> Zombie Fallout to the invasion uh, that Michael Talbot suffers in the Indian Hill series. And I mean, I got it. It wasn't like I had to know what was what happening because you alluded to it enough. But I think that's also a great start as well. What was your favorite series of all the ones that you had there? Which was your favorite one to actually put pen to paper? I mean, I know obviously Zombie Fallout is the largest, but is that uh, is that where your heart lies, or are you moving in other directions? Or if it wouldn't, if okay, the book I am probably the most proud of that nobody's heard of. <laughs> that is not a series would be the spirit clearing. The spirit clearing. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was a one and done. Um, but you know, the, the series themselves, each one has a, a special place. You know, Indian Hill was, you know, my first foray. Um, and I just love it. And, you know, obviously zombie fallout has changed my life. Uh, you know, the book O'Reilly was about a, a dog I loved still love, but, um, so each series definitely has a, a piece of my heart for sure. And, uh, you have written the one I, as I said earlier, I am not, uh, I have not done the, uh, the Timothy series, which is about a killer clown. <laughs> killer you clown. should, if, if you think, um, Sean Runette is good, you should hear him narrate Tim. It is, it's next level. It's next level. Uh, tell me about the distance, uh, uh, series. Uh, I had been reading a bunch of dystopian, um, so that's my foray into this dystopian world, like the Hunger Games, and uh, I could rattle off about five or six sure, others. Sure, Not at the moment, because my, you know, it's early and I haven't caffeinated completely, but definitely a lot of dystopian. And I, I wanted to write, I wanted to dip my toe into the dystopian world. So I started the Distance series, which we come to find out is almost an extension of the Indian Hill series. Or it, or it is, not almost. Okay, good. Well, that's good. I I have not read that one yet either. So I'm excited about this because now I'm going to dive into some things and get back into some of your works and, and things like that, uh, that, uh, that, you know, I, I miss it. I, I do. I miss it. I literally last, I guess it was last spring, I started from zombie fallout again. I started from zero and I went all the way through with every book that was released up until that point, which I think was 20. And I was like, man, that's so good. And that's what made me jump over to Indian Hill because I'm like, I need, I need, I need a little bit more. And I finally jumped in and that was just, it was perfect. All right. So we're just going to riff, Mark. Uh, no, no pressure here. Little coffee clatch here in the last 10 minutes of the program and we'll be ready to go. Folks, like and share, like and follow. Let's do it. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. Oh, here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. I mean, I got big hands, so that pinch is, you know, it is it is what it is. All right, we're <laughs> continuing now. Final segment uh, with Mark Tufo, uh, author of a whole slew of books. You can find him at marktufo.com. We were just discussing it during the break. If you have had your interest peaked at all, Turns out that the first six books of the zombie fall, actually seven, because it includes zero, the first seven books uh, of the zombie fallout series um, are available right now for free at Amazon. 
Uh, excuse me, at Audible, which is owned by Amazon. Uh, so go on over there. If you have any interest, uh, just give it a listen. Start it. Uh, start it. Uh, start at the beginning and and see what you think. You'll be like me. You'll end up buying them all in the long run because it's a it's a lot of fun. I burned a lot of credits on Mark Tufo over the last ten years. Uh, every one of them worth it. I will say it right now. Uh, Mark, we were talking about some of your lesser known series. You said Distance is one. There was kind of your foray into the dystopian future, but that connects to Indian Hills. You've got the Michael Talbot Adventures. You've got the Book of Riley, Timothy, the ones about the killer clowns. I mean, you're just kind of all over the place, but they all kind of connect together in one way or another. Uh, what are you working on? You know, what are you working on next? Well, technically, I'm on vacation, so I'm not working on anything. But, uh, I've, man, I've, I've started the fantasy series. I, I, God, I started that fantasy series like five years ago. I wish... I'm pulling a uh, George R. R. Martin here. Um, I'd like to finish that one off soon. Um, I'm probably going to go back to the Lycan Fallout series um, and, and write another book there in, you know, that's in the kids' perspective. Oh, God, you know, a bunch of stuff in my head for sure. Just a matter of uh, allotting the time to write them. Hey, let me just encourage you to just let it all out, brother. Just let it all out. I, I just, I can't wait. Uh, Indian Hill, like I said, was the recent one that I just finished. And uh, you didn't leave me hanging, which I appreciate. Um, but is that, uh, you know, don't leave me hanging. Um, is that going anywhere? I mean, there was a little bit of a tease at the very end. You know, call up Mike. You know, uh, what's, uh, I, I, um, I, I grew up in the day of the television serial which always left like, you know, the car going over the cliff. Right. And for whatever reason, I've decided to write like that. And I know some people are like, dude, what are you doing? Finish it. Don't leave me hanging. You know, because it's not like the next book's going to be out next week. But um, so Indian Hills 7, I really feel like I stuck that landing. You know, like I really feel like I concluded that book. And I would hate to open the story back up and not recreate what I feel like was magic, you know? So, well, that would be the biggest impediment for me. Yeah. I mean, there's a tease at the end, a little bit of a tease. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a little, but it's, if you left it there. Okay. You know, and I understand your, I understand your trepidation of be like, Oh, I'm just going to crank out another one. But again, Zombie Fallout, didn't you say first, you thought that was just going to be one. And then you thought it was going to be three. And then you thought it was going to be six. And here you are at 21. I mean, you almost, you have one, well, you know, not almost, I don't know why I'm using that word. Uh, you have to thank Tracy for that. Cause I was literally going to off Michael Talbot at the end of book one, it was going to be an all doom and gloom. <laughs> Mike was going to bite it. Uh, end of story, you know? Um, and I'm, if that's the case, I'm probably still in Colorado in a cube somewhere. So. Right. That's the thing. And can you imagine that? You, Mark Tufo, going back to the cube farm again to uh, to say, hi, Janice, how are you today? <laughs> Oof. No, I cannot. All right. So uh, so working on the next one, um, you know, pulling stories out. Um, any ideas, any story nuggets for new stories, new, new alternate realities for Michael Talbot to explore? Uh, you know, I don't know if you've read any of the Devil's Desk, which take place in your 
Bear State. Um, I, yeah, I have not read that yet. But I am in, I, you know, I was, that was only going to be a one and done. I mean, you know, again, shocker, you know, Tupo can't finish a series. Uh, so I just, book two just came out recently, and I'm really having a lot of fun with that one. Um, I actually have a projects folder full of stories in various states of completion. So, yeah, I got a thriller I want to do. Uh, you know, I've got a detective book. You know, a historical romance. No, I don't have. <laughs> I, I don't have a oh, I could, I could see you writing the hell out of that one. That's for sure. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be amazing. Well, you know, as an author. You're going to have to come up here to do some research. And while you're here, we're just going to have to show you around town and show you all the great stuff. So make sure. I, I want to. I've been to 47 states. Alaska is not one of them. And I need to get there. Yeah. Well, I will. Uh, you bring Tracy up here and I'll get Terry and we'll go out and we will trip the lights fandango. We will have an amazing time. Um, and uh, it's it's just it, it'll be fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right. So we're down to the last uh, six minutes or so here, Mark. Um, you know, any, again, just final thoughts for people out there. Here's oh, here's the other thing that I appreciate. And I meant to mention this earlier, and then I'll give you the floor. But I can read between the lines kind of in where you are. You know, I'm a libertarian, right? So you, you see a lot of authors who go hard and heavy on the over heavy handed politics and things like that. And that's one thing that you just don't you really don't do. I mean, I could tell kind of where your leanings are and I could tell kind of where you're at, but it's not something that you force down people's throats. Um, and you said something on an interview, something about, well, I don't want to go one way or the other because there's reasons for that. It, tell me, tell me about that real quick. Um, you know, I've, I've got author friends on both ends of the spectrum uh, and they will gladly give you their insights and opinions and everything. I just, we're so bombarded every day with that crap who you're reading a book to escape why do you want to get thrust back into the it it you know the craptastic stuff where we're hit with um and that's that's just how i feel i don't you know i've i love stephen king i've loved him since i could read the written word but i don't know why he you're reading this fantastic book and then just a throwaway line he will stick in the middle of it you're like dude why Right. Why, why did you feel the need to do that? Yeah. I, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I got ripped ripped out of the story to now be angry. You know, I'm I'm not going to do that. Whether you're left leaning, right leaning, right. I don't care. You because, do you. you yeah. Because if you engage in that, in one way or another, you've now alienated half your audience. One way. Or and the I don't understand that either. We're, yeah. we're in the business of selling. <laughs> you know, why am I going to tell half of you to kiss my butt? I'm not going to. Exactly. You know? No, it's it's frustrating. We just watched Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix, which was a fantastic series, except at the last end of the last episode, there's a four-minute diatribe that kind of just, I just went, you guys just ruined this whole thing for me. You just, Ugh. the whole thing, you know? it's just, I mean, it ends well, and I enjoyed it, but it just, it was not even necessary. Why do you do that? Just, you know, but everybody's got to make their mark. All right, uh, Mark, uh, last uh, couple, three minutes here. I give you the floor. Anything we didn't touch on? Anything that you want to tell people? You know, whatever. This, this this, is yours, my friend. Well, that was probably a mistake on your part. But uh, <laughs> Remember, we're still on radio, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, if you ever have any questions uh, about the series or anything, 
probably don't ask me. Go on the fan page. They know the books better than I do. Um, but I am pretty fairly accessible, as you can attest. Uh, if, if you do reach out, whether it be on Facebook or email, I try to reply within 24 hours. I can't guarantee that, but um, I'm definitely out there, out and about. You know, I do not have a team of folks that are, are doing my social media. I wish I did. That would be awesome because I do spend, I think, too much time on uh, the social media aspect of it. But again, you know, uh, without social media, I do not exist because nobody in their right mind wanted to publish my works way back in the day. So that's what's going on that's what's going on i can't wait now and, and i'm excited now because i knew that i had to pick up some of the ancillary series you know the mike talbot uh, adventures and some of the other ones distance i knew i had to pick those up because i hadn't read those yet um but uh to know now that there's a zombie fallout book and some other ones i'm it's it's exciting i'm really um i'm really excited to uh to, to get back into it and it's been just such a pleasure to talk with you mark tufo again author of a whole bunch of series, uh, and I just went through them here a second ago, uh, the Indian Hill series, the Zombie Fallout series, Timothy series, the Book of Riley, the Michael Talbot Adventures, uh, Lycan Fallout, Shrouded World, Distance, United States of Apocalypse, and another uh, combination that he did with David Moody called Bleed, Chris Philbrook and David Moody. Um, he's got, I mean, you write, what did you say, four books a year, something like that, three, four books a year? I mean, you're pretty prolific. Yeah, that's what I'm shooting for, three to four. That's good. It's great stuff. All right, folks. Well, we are out of time. Mark, I'll ask you to hold on just for one second. Don't uh, don't jump away yet. I know you've been with us for a while. Tomorrow on the program, it's going to be, of course, as always, Firearms Friday, your one day a week where we focus on issues surrounding the Second Amendment, gun rights, gun laws, and more. We're working on it. I believe right now we've got to confirm that Dr. John Lott will be joining us, commentator, uh, president of the Crime Prevention Research Center, author of the book, More Guns, Less Crime. He's going to come in and talk with us, probably going to talk about the SCOTUS, the new Supreme Court case that's going on right now, um, and uh, the effects of Bruin and more. It's going to be an interesting show. And, of course, your phone calls. And Willie Waffle for our entertainment review. Why not? It's going to be a full day tomorrow. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Remember, be kind, love one another, live well. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Tawny in the chat room says, the book of Riley sounds interesting. Uh, I haven't read that one yet, but every time Mike has included the perspective of the dogs, or Mark has included uh, the perspectives of the dogs in the books, it's always interesting to see how they perceive the humans that are around them and everything that's going on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what the life of Riley, uh, Book of Riley, is uh, is all about uh, as well. Mark, um, you know, you're always welcome on the program, my friend. Uh, I, If you got a new project or something going on or you just want to kibitz, I am, I'm here. If you need help, uh, you know, with uh, reading or, uh, you know, readers or social media or something like that, Reach out to me, man. I would love to help you in, in any way I can. Um, I love that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's, it's, you have given me more laughs and more uh, good times and more escapism than uh, probably, you're definitely in my top five authors of all time, uh, quite honestly. Uh, I just, if I feel like I need to escape, I can just pick up any one of your books and play. it doesn't matter how many times I've listened to it. It's a, it's a good, it's a good read or a good listen in this case. 
So thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. That that's uh, no. gonna make me blush. Hey, well, it's okay. It's that's what I'm here to do. You're gonna blush like a girl. That's what that's my whole job. My job is complete now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you got my you got my you got my message or whatever my messenger. So just hit me with anything you need. I'm happy to help. And like I said, if you get something new, something you want to throw out there. Um, you know, we got a small audience here in Alaska and we, but we'd love to have, and if you do end up coming up here to, you know, do more, um, it would be, it would be great. Oh, Donna, that was very sweet. Donna just said that Michael should read one of Mark's books for audible. I could not, I mean, Sean Renette is again, one of my personal heroes. That guy is the characters that Mark's right, that Mark writes. I've got, I've got other audio books that I'm working on, so that'll be fine, but uh, you got to if you haven't heard Sean Renette, that guy does some amazing, amazing work. So you you've got a great uh, narrating voice, great timber. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I've done a few books. Um, books are very time consuming, though. I'll be honest with you. I do commercial voice work mostly. Uh, so, you know, radio, television, Internet commercials, voiceover, stuff like that. I've done some books, but they are super time consuming. Uh, and so, cause I do all the, I do edit. I don't just read them. I edit them and read them and do everything else. So, uh, you know, maybe one day when I get semi-retired, I can jump more into audiobooks when I have the time. But, uh, um, I, in the meanwhile, I'll just be sucking up all the Mark Tufo, Sean Renette books and, uh, and, and everything else. So Mark, thanks so much. <laughs> Go Bruins says Brian. Go Bruins. Yeah. Uh, nice. yeah, that's right. That's what, that's what Mark likes to see. Anyway, Mark, I'm serious. If you really, if you need anything or help, if I can help you with anything, um, just reach out to me. Let me know, my friend. I appreciate it, Michael. Thank you for having me on, man. You bet. You bet. And I do look forward to you coming up here. You make sure if you come up here and don't say hi to me or don't, uh, don't reach out to me, let me take you to dinner. We're going to have a, we're going to, gonna. I'm going to send BT to your house. So oh, yeah. You said the magic words. I saw free food, free so. food, free food, and even some beer and even some beer for sure. All right, Mark. Well, thank you so much, my friend. Good to talk to you. And we'll talk to you again Peace. soon. All right. Thanks so much. All right, folks, that does it for today. Um, ah, I was looking forward to that for so, so long, just a chance to kind of hang out in kibitz and such a good, such a good time. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for indulging me. We will see you guys tomorrow here on the program and uh, just enjoy again be kind love one another live well we'll see you tomorrow have a great day
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.